Hey, this is your Wrestling Podcast Fix. New weekly episodes of Inziguri on SoundCloud.com. Hey. Whoop, whoop. This is Super Today we jump you onto this toaster. This is for Jigglos and Jigglets. Don't try this at home and I hope you like it. Whoop, whoop. Ah, ah, fuck this shit! Oh my god! Oh my god! Did you see him land on his head? I think he... I think he broke his neck! Yeah. What about you? You want some water? Yes, please. And this is your Do episode you know really of the Instagram. What's up? Cranberry juice. Yes. Mr. Spectacular Cranberry over here, JCL. Yeah, yeah I wanted some and then cranberry. This is Wrestling's antiperspirant friend. And we also have Mr. Whoa. Wrestling's antiperspirant? Yes, because I'm dry. <laughs> and we have Mr. Optimism, Excitement himself, hey. D.B. Richards. Hey. That's my job. Now just to spite us, he's going to be Mr. Unenthusiasm. <laughs> Mr. Unenthusiasm, D.B. Richards, for another episode of the Integrity Podcast. Yeah. Woo-woo. Yay. Woo-woo. So, we were going to start a lot sooner, but we had SmackDown on. And SmackDown was actually a pretty good episode tonight. But we're not going to talk about SmackDown at first. We're going to. How was your week? What you been up to? My week was amazing. It was. Yes. Tell us about it. Okay, so I jumped in my car, and I drove around, and then I was in, end up in Philly. It was the weirdest thing in the world. And then I was like, oh, let me turn in this place. And somehow this person's like thirty dollars for parking. I'm like thirty dollars to park? Wow. Okay, here's thirty bucks. And somehow I was at at the at um. Extreme rules. It's not a story. That was just a series of sentences that just went in order. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I went to see um, Extreme Rules this um, Sunday. It was it was a solid show. Yeah, I heard people saying it was pretty decent. You can't you can't start off with that because what? I can't say I don't want to hear about Extreme Rules. I want to hear about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about wrestling. I want to talk about, about wrestling. My... I want to hear about sports entertainment. Well, you asked what, well, how my weekend was. I was happy. I was like, yay! You gotta give a shout out to your boy for getting you those tickets. Yeah, thank you, Sosha and Carboni and everybody else that was there. I, it was good seeing you guys again. So tell us about your experience with Extreme Rules since you were there. Oh my gosh, you know what's so funny? There was AEW fans starting. Oh, here we go. No, listen. No, like, it was just the, the match wasn't that, it wasn't bad, No, 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 no. I'm not shitting on AEW, I'm just shitting on AEW. I I didn't do it, so, this was the, the, but that's the first thing that you're gonna mention, this was so funny. I thought it was funny, because I wanted to see how fast, fans, like, these bunch of fans in the corner started going, AEW, and then out of nowhere you hear this voice going. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm still convinced it was you. No, it wasn't me. Here's a story for you. 
this happens at every house of every single house of parkour show that that yeah. I've been to that you've been to, which is basically almost all of them. Every time somebody at the show starts chanting ECW, you say ECW's dead. Shut the fuck up. So yes, it's very it's very easy to believe that you were the person and you just forgot about it. No, it wasn't me. Are you sure? Because I was not. Because why am I going to say this? Your favorite company? Because you do that all the time, and it has <laughs> nothing to do with favorite companies. It has to do with being optimistic about new opportunities. I, which is what you are every time that you see an independent company that you've never heard of. You go, this is awesome. So, we try to... But you don't like the AEW marks. That's what it is. It's the fans. Nothing against you fans, but... Nothing against you fans, but fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) No. If you cared about other wrestling besides AEW and go, oh, check out Impact. Impact is looking good. Or Ring of Honor. Oh, shit. Coming up to Saturday, H2O has a show coming on. Let's go see that. You know what I mean? You want to know why? Because those people are like, H2O, what's that? They don't know about it. Dude, there's some good wrestlers out there. Guys that when you might... First, when we first started doing interviews, you were relative unknown to almost <coughs> all these companies. You didn't know any of them. So these people need to discover these companies, which is why there's podcasts like us and why, why there's so many social media pages that share every single thing possible. And that's why we promote the idea of networking. Mm-hmm. But the... Um, and we have Greg Spitz coming on Sunday. Sunday. In his interviewing debut 20 years later. That's kind of rude. No, it's not. It's awesome. Dude, like, he picked us to tell his life story. That's why he's the greatest showman, Greg Smith. Well, you know the good thing is? I gave him that name. No, the good thing is, is that he can never say, I've heard that question a hundred times again, kind of getting tired of it. It means that everything that we ask him is going to be brand new. I know. Oh my Which gosh. means... Who, inter- who interviewed you? <laughs> who interviewed you first? Who trained you? Who trained you? More oh importantly, gosh. we can ask him that question. We can ask every question in the world. <sighs> what else? Uh, what else happened? No, no, no. What else happened at um, Extreme Rules? Because depending on your mood is when you say, this was my favorite match, and then we give you shit. You're like, all right, it wasn't that match. It was this match. No, the, the best match of the night had to be Cesaro versus Alistair Black. Um, there was... The whole card was good, man. Like, even like um. Here we go. Even your favorite wrestler, Baron Corbin, looked good in the main event, and I was not uh, about him. You know what I mean? Here's something I'll give to you. That spot was nice with the tables. I'm gonna rewind and then yes, we can get back to that in a second. But the thing that you were talking about, though, where you said uh. Stupid wrestling marks. Oh, yeah. Stupid wrestling marks. Yeah. We're going to put this in a parallel universe. How obnoxious would it be if people were chanting WWE? You would never hear that. 
No, you wouldn't. Because if you picture that in your head, you would go, that sounds so fucking annoying. So why is it okay for all these other companies? But here's the thing. People will even chant NXT. But even that's kind of annoying. Dude, uh, I want to talk about chants. Because that's the, mo- the thing I hate the most, is stupid chants. But if they were to say WWE, I know that they would annoy you for two reasons. Because they wouldn't say WWE. They would say WWE. And that would trigger you twice because you mm-hmm. hate whenever you hear EC dub. Mm-hmm. It's W. W. But it's dub so e. much dub, easier dub, to say dub dub E. Plus, it just it sound, rolls off the tongue better. Dub, Especially dub. if you're shouting. You really E-C-W. just. ECW. EC. No, no. ECW. 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 Yeah, can so... you imagine a crowd like after a holy shit spot? WWE! WWE! <laughs> no, like. We are the whitest guys ever! <laughs> Stupid chance. Okay? Two guys standing in the ring together and you hear, this is awesome. Oh my gosh, they didn't do anything. They just stand there. They didn't touch each other yet. It's because the moment is awesome. No, it's not awesome. Wait. Can we shut the freak up and be Japanese fans and not say a word? No, because you don't like Japanese wrestling. I, I like the fans. You like this because they don't do stupid shit. You like the very liberal, loud crowds that let their voices be heard. And where do you think that all started off? ECW. ECW. The but very entitled crowds. Because ECW, like, if you go to the ECW arena, you do hear some. Good chance. Some. Like, like my favorite one I heard was when Ankalock comes up, came from you. But that wasn't from an ECW crowd. That was just from a friend of mine. I thought it was funny. It was a Chikara show. But you used it for other events in the ECW arena. But we're talking about chants that were popularized in ECW, like ECW or yeah. ECW or you, you fucked know, up. You fucked up. That's annoying now. Like, not everything's fucked up. Because that might have been the spot. <laughs> but once again, it goes to a very, like, very loud, liberal crowds who let their voices be heard. And it's like, yes, we like to be part of the show. And that was one of the things that WWE, at the, or WWF at the time, was aiming for, was catering to those types of crowds. Yes. And they got spoiled with that. Which eventually led to all the stuff that they're complaining about right now. Like with people with Alexa Bliss on Raw voicing her displeasure for the fact that the crowd was disrespecting the four-way women's match. Because of how horrible the match was. The match could have been... The match was horrible, but... The, um... But... But that's the thing, But though. it's all about what you say to them. But that's the thing, though, is the fact that the fans are going to be a lot more vocal because that's just how society is in general these days. It's because of everything with social media. But at the same time, wrestlers can return to favor. You hear them say a bunch of stuff that you would have never heard years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it works both ways. I mean, like, the thing that they were talking... Like, the one thing that I kept getting annoyed about when people kept talking about how Becky Lynch is the new Steve Austin is the fact that Becky Lynch was doing a lot of stuff on social media that Steve Austin would have never said. Because it would have made him not... It would have worked against his character. 
So I never liked that comparison. Okay. Let's let's let's. I would like to bring a dog subject later on, but a null chant I hate is what. Well, Steve Austin would have admitted that. Like he he said he totally like. He. Regretted that that chant ever happened. And it's so annoying. I was pissed off because I always said what to people. Before Stone Cold said what, and I was a little bit upset about it. I'm like, what? So, but here's the question. So, why is that okay? But people saying woo, that's fine. Woo doesn't bother me. I don't know what it is. Now, during a match, when somebody gets chopped and you hear a woo, it goes together. But it's, you, you've heard this at shows, especially in Philly, like at, at the WWE events. You'll just be walking down the concession aisle, and all of a sudden you'll just hear some random Mark, who's carrying around a championship title, going, Woo! Oh my gosh, people! Leave your belts at home! But they want to feel special with their replica titles! But, dude, they need to grow up, dude! I, I know you are a 40-year-old carrying an intercontinental hey, title! Hey, 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 hey! One of the best things at shows, especially one of the bigger shows like WrestleMania, is when you see random wrestling matches outside in the parking lot. For the belts. For the with belts. with Macho Man versus Hulk Hogan. <laughs> okay, that was at WrestleMania. And the little kid with the money in the bank contract. You see, that is awesome. I want to see somebody carrying around a replica 24-7 title. You know somebody's going to steal that shit. Oh shit, that would be funny. I'll be letting my ass off on that one. God, that but, should be like a... Could you imagine just like one but, giant inside joke with the 24-7 title? Just like at events, someone has it and you have to like pin him throughout the match. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, stop bringing your titles, really. Like, cool you have it. I think it's awesome you have one. Cool. Put it up on your wall. But people can't see it on their wall. They need to carry take a picture, it around. Put, take a picture, put it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. What, what's the other? What Snapchat? What other ones do they have? I don't know. Is is MySpace still around? MySpace. Sort of. MySpace. Wow, that's so late nineties, early two thousands of you. <laughs> is AOL still around? AOL. In some form, yes. Okay. But like, leave, bring back Prodigy. But, <laughs> but leave your titles at home. It just looks like you're a loser and you're a baby. <laughs> oh my god! We love our fans. Dude, we I'm love just, them all, except for I'm the just, stupid ones. I'm just trying to help them out. You know what you're I mean? trying to help if, them if out. You're, if you're like a fi- like a 15 year old kid, 10 year old kid carrying a belt around, that's cool. I mean, that's awesome for you. I'm not going to diss you because you're a kid. But when you're at a wrestling show. Well, you're a 40-year-old virgin running around. When when you're at a wrestling show, that already means you're a 40-year-old virgin, so you might as well embrace it, okay? (laughs) You know? But come on, guys. Like, nobody nobody is going to be like, oh, I need to be prideful at a wrestling event. Half the part about being at a wrestling event is just letting go and not giving a shit. Would you wear a title to a show? No, because I ain't got no title anyway. So. If you had... Man, that's just something extra to carry around. If they want to carry it around, let them carry it around. See, that doesn't make sense either. You had to go through a metal detector. 
You have to go to ECW Arena and get touched by that guy trying to grab your balls. Make sure you can cough twice. Well, maybe some people will enjoy that. You gotta keep those people in mind. The guy, when I was at the ECW Arena, the guy goes, oh, he's checking me down. I was like, do you want me to cough too? Exactly. <laughs> what about the guys that, like, don't get enough attention at home? It's like, yes, please grab my balls. <laughs> I got I, I got a weapon in there, a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> but that's too much stuff to carry around. And plus, you want to buy a shirt, you want to get a hot dog, you want a hamburger, you want to eat, you want to eat, and you're carrying a belt too. And you're but going here's like the thing: those are things that other people are going to want to do. That doesn't mean that you're going to want to do it. The only thing that ever annoyed me at the arena shows is that one obnoxious fuck and I'm pretty sure it's the same one every single time who's always got like the NWO shirt who's got the belt and he is the most he is the loudest asshole out of everybody and, oh, like, that guy? and makes a point of pissing everybody off oh my <laughs> god right and he's like he's like he's middle aged and bald has a beard <laughs> Just does not shut up at, throughout at, the at, whole at, at the arena shows, there's always... Fuck you. No, at, at, I, I wasn't really implying you. It always sounded that way, but it totally was Bald is beautiful, not. brother. <laughs> at the arena shows, there's always a couple of people, and you know them already. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got the loud one that, like, is not a face person, is not a heel person. He just wants to piss everybody off. The guy that's um, sitting in the wheelchair? That guy pisses me off. Oh, yeah, yeah him then, too. Then, he's, you, he's then, then you got the other fans who... You can smell them from a mile away because they sound like they smell like they like rolled around in cat piss. Like, <laughs> we know who they are. <laughs> you know, it's like they it's like they see a sign at the front door that says "No deodorant allowed." <laughs> like, <clears throat> yeah, those people. I remember sitting at a wrestling show and the person behind me smelled, and I couldn't wait to leave. That's the case at most of the shows. That's why everybody just darts right out. <laughs> That's what we did. Now there was. They had one girl with her shoes in front next to my face, and I'm like, oh, come on, fat lady. GCL's favorite show was the one with that one chick that was sitting in front of us. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. She oh, was, my gosh. She was fine as shit. She, she, was the, uh, she was the ring rat in training. Ring rat in cha- training. We didn't have that question in a while. Yes. We'll ask um, some younger ones. <laughs> Where's the they'll ring rats? Like, and, and they'll be like, where can we, a, like. What's a ring rat? Where's the ring rats and where can we exterminate? Where are the ring rats and where Termin- can we exterminate them? Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh. Let's ask Marty Gennetti, the guy that rolls around in cocaine and posts it up on social media. And then he wants to have sex with his own daughter. <sighs> Future WWE Hall of Famer Marty Gennetti says nobody. <laughs> Marty Gennetti. Oh, we were talk. Um, so we were outside talking, and Sosha was talking about the interview he did with us. Okay, and he's like, "Yeah, he, he he's like, yeah." I, he was talking to the guys. He's like, "Yeah, I asked the one guy. He's like, well, who's your favorite wrestler?'" Oh, here we go. And he gets Stone Cold. He's like, "Oh, Hulk Hogan." <laughs> he See, that so up. he doesn't have bad hearing. He just did that to be a dick. <laughs> right. It was. And so- Jamac knows that, and I can see the look on his face while he's looking at his selfie. He's like, "Fuck." Seriously, seriously, fuck that guy. What are you chewing on? Don't worry about it. He's coming on again. It looks like, it looks like you're chewing on a twisty tie. Because I am. <laughs> He's coming on next week. 
Is he? Yeah, on Sunday. You could ask him about who his favorite wrestler is. Why the hell? My favorite wrestler is Stone Cold. Cool, got it. The Berserker. <laughs> Who's your favorite wrestler? Hollywood racist. I'm just token. kidding. I'm just kidding. He's not showing up. I just want to see what he'll say. Oh, did you my favorite wrestler? Oh man, can't. Uh, so that, that that triggered him as much as it triggers DB whenever we say that Austin Aries is horrible. <gasps> How or dare that, you? Or that Kenny Omega is the greatest of all time. Dude, I think that pissed you off more than the Austin Aries. Man, you really hate Omega. Yeah, because the gas we did for the Austin Aries was comedic. But when he, you said the Kenny Omega, he was like, dude, stop. <laughs> really? Dude. dude, I will watch Paint Dry before I watch a Kenny Omega match. Yeah, you like UK wrestling. Like Paint Dry. Yeah, all that technical stuff. Not saying it's bad, but... Oh my gosh, I don't know what the hell's wrong with Kenny Omega. He runs ropes like he's like a retard in a clan alpha. Yes. So, if we ever have him on a future episode, one of these years, we'll be like, you look like a clown running the ropes like a retard. (laughs) We love our fans and we love our wrestlers. (laughs) Meanwhile, you're wearing an American Nightmare Cody Road shirt. Not now. Not now, but before. You know I what? Cody. I, I think that was did. My, I think that was my favorite one we did in a while. Because you were literally in a whole anti-AEW tirade while wearing a Cody Rhodes t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this dude over here would be trashing the fuck out of Omega while wearing an Omega it's shirt. shirt. Be like, it's not an Omega shirt. It's a Kevin Owens shirt. Yes, it's a Kevin Owens shirt. I will go find a Kenny Omega shirt and do that. No. And shit on him. No, you don't need to do... You well, don't need to, number one. You, you don't need to shit on anybody. What you need to do, and you and you need to do this, you need to explain to everybody why The Miz is better. I think he has more, um, more characteristic to charisma? him. Yes. More charisma. More charisma. Dude, he can talk on the mic. He said... Dude, he's just so You see, you don't know. No, dude. That's what I'm trying to say. His matches are fun. I'm saying it should roll off the tongue and you have to think about it. I'm trying to think of words. But you're like the dog chasing cars. It just comes out. So it should just come out like... Dude, Miz is a a better wrestler than Kenny Omega. At least least, um, Miz never um, got beat by a girl. That's nine years old. Anyway. Now, I'll get a question. Is that Renho girl, that nine-year-old girl that he took on? No, that's somebody else. That's uh, somebody else? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, like, I wanted to know, because she was good. Mm-hmm. I like her. Oh, what's this? So, Fight for the Fallen. Speaking of Kenny Omega, when people were talking about just that show in general, and... and That'll be our next subject. Was um, so that was supposed to be his match with Sima or C- how do you say his name? Cima. Chima. Chima. I was I was watching that match and yeah. Let me get it out before you say. Eh. Okay. The match wasn't bad. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm just joking. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just joking. Don't be a twat waffle. <laughs> Go. 
Let's do Nah, so... <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay. The match wasn't bad, but... Did you see him run the ropes? It was kind of like the show in general. It could have been much better. And that's actually the case with all the shows that have been that that were out recently, with between Extreme Rules, Fight for a Fallen, the Evolve show. I think the only I mean, they're, they're, like Slammiversary when when that show came out, based on our reviews, it was a good show. Um, Extreme Rules was a good show. Fight for the Fallen was a good show, but it wasn't considered what people are expecting. But that was the problem with all the shows, though, was the fact that... And this is the case... And this is the biggest criticism I have when it comes to the WWE shows. Is that they have such an insanely stacked roster. Mm-hmm. Out of all the brands that they have. Yeah. That they could put on amazing takeover quality shows every month. Would mm-hmm. you agree or disagree with that? Because the TakeOver shows apparently are the only ones where they're allowed to go all out and try to put on the best show possible. Yeah. Why don't they do that for every show? Even with Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules was a good show. And people were saying it was a good show. Regardless of what happened at the end, which you would... But you already said that you liked the fact that Brock won. Was the fact that... All the matches were on the higher end but there was none that really stood out where it was like this was amazing like Alistair Black versus Cesaro was a really good match but they could have had but can you imagine that match in NXT it would have blew everything out of the water why is it that when you have the NXT booking frame of mind all of a sudden good matches turn great why can't it be like that on the main roster already like I said um NXT is just more oriented towards a wrestling fan compared to the main roster, so they're not going to feel like they need to try as hard. But the other problem, though, as it's, far it's as... Kind of, it's a weird mix, like, expectations are high, but low at the same time. Well, here's the problem with AEW's last show. And this is the biggest criticism that I can give before you give what you were about to say. Okay. Was the fact that all their shows... Regardless of whether it's a tele like a pay per view show, whether it's a charity show, they need to blow everything out of the water right now. And most of the people that watched the last show, the ones that actually enjoy AEW, they said this was a good show, but it was the weakest out of the three that they've had. They really cannot do. They cannot afford to do that right before they debut on TNT. And their commentary needs fucking work. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst thing. I wanted to get, take some... I but it's not even But it's not even mainly Jim Ross. It's the whole crew. They all need yeah, work. The one guy is a little is too inexperienced. Jim Ross is carrying them, but barely. And the other guy is just a little too eccentric. It's just... They're, they're just like a bad mix. They should just put one guy somebody, on there. Somebody said that they need to get somebody like Matt Striker. Yeah. Matt Stryker will be great, but he's with um, ain't that Major League? Why don't they? Why don't they dig Joey Styles out of whatever grave he's in and offer him a shitload of money? Yeah, what is Joey Styles? He doesn't want to do it anymore. It's not even that. It's the fact that he got blackballed after the Evolve show where he was talking about Trump, and like basically everybody shitlisted him. 
But it was for such a stupid reason. Like, people have been forgiven for much more horrible things than what Joey Styles said. And let's not worry about it. This is what I thought was awesome, and I disagree with um, Beecher Port on the grade of this match. I love the Liberian versus Sunny Kiss. I know it's an open match, and Sunny Kiss is amazing. Like, doing all the flips and all the flops and the... You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, that match got me going. Damn, this is an awesome open match. Okay, let's see what's gonna go, what's gonna give me. Let's keep on going. And then the next match, you get Britt Baker, Ryho versus um, Bray, 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 Paisley, or I don't know. Presley. Am I saying that Presley? I heard Britt and, Baker got a bad concussion after that match. Yeah, she's Shoko Nakamura. The only thing I loved about this match was Ryho. I thought she has talent. I like Britt Baker, but she's still green. You can see the little things that she's doing, and I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? That's here's here's something uh, like to follow up on that. So, the Young Bucks versus the Rhodes. People were saying with that match, besides the fact that the Young Bucks won, and we'll 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 get into more detail about that, like after this, was that their match wasn't bad. Again, it wasn't really bad. But they were like, it really went much longer than it had to. That match went almost like 30 minutes. There's a lot of matches in wrestling should end at that moment. And they don't. They keep well, on going. Well, the one thing that... So, the last episode that we were talking about the Bucks and saying about how they keep winning their matches. I mean, yeah, you could say they've only had three shows, but still. like, It's just a continuous trend of like... They don't need to win, so why do they keep winning? Okay. And, and they had an interview not too long ago where they they were actually talking about that because they were talking about how, like, you know, they said every single time we win a match, people are just going to be like, oh, we were booked to win. And Tony Khan is the one that makes the call on who wins or loses. Yeah. And, like, them saying that on social media, I mean, if you're going to flat out say that about the guy about your boss, I mean, that that's going to be the truth. Otherwise, he'll turn around and be like, no, that's a lie. Um, that match was okay. It wasn't great. Like you said, it should but, but here's But here's the, thing, the, here's the thing about that, about not even the match itself, but where they're going with the Bucks as far as, like, their three-show winning streak or whatever. It's the fact that they have the tag title tournament coming up. Yeah. I think that in my opinion, I mean, maybe maybe you would disagree or whatever. I would hate to see them in the finals. No, this is this is what I think is going to happen. They're building them up. They are the most marketable team in the company at this point in time. I mean, they're one of the lead. They're one of the lead people. Mm-hmm. So you build them up as the team to beat, and then another team beats them in the finals. Mm-hmm. That would be good booking. Right? Now if they now if they were to win the belts, then I'd be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Mm-hmm. But okay, the next match. I want to get to the next match here. Jimmy Havoc, Darby, Darby all in. Darby, yeah. All in, and Joey Janela. I'm not a Joey Janela fan. Um, you wish he would hit the ropes like Enzo. Nah, I'm not gonna diss him. I don't have any problems with him, but I'm not a I'm not a fan. 
But Jimmy Havoc, I am. And I think this match shouldn't have been his Jimmy, Jimmy Havoc, the guy that does hardcore matches but doesn't do hardcore. Yeah, ain't that crazy? Um, Sean Spears, MJF, and Sammy Grava. How to pronounce it? Who they go against? Sammy Guerrero. Guerrero. I'm, I'm, I'm horrible. I okay. They did a little bit of that. Um, the thing that I was a little bit pissed off about that MJF was down there with a chair shot. They did the little yeah. ending, and Spears wins. And I thought the ending was amazing. I. It was a good match, you know what I mean? But I hate six-man matches because the the heels always lose, but this time the heels won. Um, Ali versus Brandy Rhodes. I... The only thing cool about this match was Awesome Kong coming out. And I think... What would you say about Brandy in, in ring-wise? Getting better? Uh, she's... She's okay. Ali, she's okay too. You know what I mean? I I need to see more of both of them. And but I love Awesome Kong. So Awesome Kong came out and the match went. Yeah, I have to say the match was good. It was average. wasn't the best match in the world, but Awesome Kong made it better. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy versus uh, Jack Evans and Angel Angel Coco. I don't know how to pronounce his name. His tag team partner, you know what I mean? And the Dark Order. I never heard of the Dark Order. I think they're awesome. The, the Dark Order, isn't that the Super Smash Brothers? Were they, they were the Super Smash Brothers. They changed their name. Oh, what were they? So that's the Dark Order. Super Smash Bros. Yeah, they're... they're From Shakar? Yeah, they're amazing. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Well, they, well, they obviously can't be the Super Smash Brothers now. There yeah. might be a copyright issue. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to <laughs> fuck with Nintendo. Dude, that's freaking awesome. Okay, I like them. They were awesome. Same with... This match was good, I think. Put in my map, dude, it was the best match of the night. You know what? Dark Order beats Lucha, um, Source, and Jungle Boy. Yeah. Jack Evans and... They should have. They, 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 should, they should have them in the tag finals if any other team. Who? Smash Bros. No, the Dark Order. Dark Order, dude. They need to push these guys, dude. There's like fifty thousand of them coming out with them. There's little minions. You know what I mean? Well, it's just the fact that they're they're the most experienced tag team out of anybody outside of the Bucks right now in yeah. the, in the company. Now, what about um 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 Christopher Daniels and um. They've oh. been around for a while, and guys. Yeah, but yeah, but Super Smash Brothers have been a tag team for many years. Yeah, I know. Same. So yeah, they already like they're. I mean, their their current gimmick is new, <laughs> but they're not new. So this was one of the best matches of the night. No, hands down. Um, Hangman Page versus Kip Saban. I don't like Kip Saban. I just don't know understand him. But Hangman Page was badass. I like him. Um, we gotta keep making him look good for his fight with um, Jericho. Yeah. So Jericho comes out in a Dark Order on Creeper outfit and attacks some Hangman. And gives him the juice effect, and Hangman Page's face explodes. I love how I love how they're selling it like death, just a back elbow. It's like, oh my god, he just killed him. <laughs> Joey Ryan comes back to life again. 
<laughs> so that match was good. Um, Lucha Bros versus um, SoCal Uncensored. I, I, um, it wasn't bad. It was just too long. They don't really do it for you. They're just no, like, they're I just like it wasn't. It wasn't a bad match, but just you know, I didn't get my rocks off because I I like um Kaz and Crusher Daniels. Sky, I don't feel him in the crew. Scorpio Sky? Yeah. I, I don't feel him with them. You know what I mean? Like, I know he's in that group, and I don't feel them together. Yeah. But, hey, it happens. You know what I mean, there's a lot of teams that shouldn't be together sometimes. But Kaz and um, Crystal Daniels always, to me, thought we're, we're one of the best tag teams out there. Well... One of the things that AEW wants to push um, very soon is tag team wrestling. So I think right now, with the lack of <coughs> established groups, that they're just they're seeing what works right now. Yeah. I, I thought I thought Lucha's match was a little bit too long. Yeah. So it had ended her a little bit earlier, but it was still a good match. You get what I'm saying? It was still a good match. It wasn't crazy match. It was a good match. I will watch it again if I was. On you know jobs. something that would you know something else that would help out with the overall presentation of the matches is that it's going back to the whole commentary thing. If the commentary was solid, it would sell the match better. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I mean, and and that's and and that's the issue. This is the problem. Also, speaking of commentary wise, that I have done with you, when you have a match going on. Focus on the match. We don't need like stories and shit about any, everything else going on at the moment. Well, just keep here's, just keep the match. Oh, you're doing the talking about the Jim Ross commentating. No, no, Jim, no, no, not no. Jim Ross commentating. Jim Ross does it all the time. It's so here's, annoying. Here's here's one of the. This is the thing. The, okay, this I, I I know we're getting off subject, but this all goes back to the show. This is the one thing I couldn't understand was that Jim Ross did a interview recently where he was talking about the importance of commentary. And he sounded very knowledgeable, and he sounded like it's like, okay, he knows what he's talking about. He's very well-spoken when it comes to the, this interview. Yes. But one of the things that he mentioned, it was exactly what uh, Jamak was saying, was that people need to suspend their disbelief. It's kind of like a sport. It's like, okay, if you're going to picture like a sporting event or whatever, yeah. the stuff that's happening on screen... It has to go with the audio of like what the what the announcers are trying to sell. Correct. So if you have a sporting event going on and and like somebody hits a home run, you're not going to talk about and, and, Billy the, and, Bob. Yeah, and the commentator for some reason is talking about what's happening in the off season. Yeah. It just wouldn't make any sense. Doesn't. But that's what. But that's the thing that. That's, but Jim Ross did that. WWE does thing, that now. That's the thing that is so confusing about, and and it's, it's also the case of like. Commentating is a lot more difficult than any of us can ever imagine. I mean, where the hell would we even start? But, like, it's the fact that depending on each each show and what they're trying to present leads into different problems. Like, with WWE's events, I mean, okay, so you have... So, so you have... Michael Cole, for as much shit as we give him, is probably one of the most established announcers out there. And, but he's also got to deal with hearing all the crap coming through his ears. And then you also have to deal with Corey Graves, who I think probably has a little more leeway as far as things that he can say because he's supposed to be the more eccentric heel announcer. And then you also have 
Renee Young, who's seemingly just the third wheel. Mm-hmm. So that's oh. the problem with them is it's the fact that they're they're very structured and there's things that they need to say. There's things that, like, you, you know that Vince is going to be in their ear saying, you have to mention this, and then Michael Cole would probably say something like, but that doesn't make any sense. I don't care. It's good shit, damn it. Like, you know? Yeah. And and you know that's the case. The, the problem with a with AEW's announcing, but my God, where do we even start, is the fact that the announcers, all t- they don't have experience with each other. Jim Ross is the most experienced one, but he's at the point in time where, like... He needs to... There was... There was... When... When, uh... When John Moxley came out at Double or Nothing, you heard glimpses of when Jim Ross was good. Because you, you, could, you could tell that he was, like, channeling moments when he was, like, you know, remembering matches with Stone Cold. It was just the way that he was selling the moment coming across. But outside of that, but then there was other times where... He's not used to some of the some of the people. It's like when he was announcing in New Japan. It's like you know you don't know the names of these people. You're not you're not familiar with them. This isn't your style of wrestling. Correct. And and that's the issue. So that's when they have the other announcers who are just not that good in general. So there's the whole thing of like chemistry of trying to get three people together. People people will talk about when Joey Styles in ECW. Joey Styles probably had the easiest. I mean, people say well. He's only one person. It's very different. But he doesn't have to... But Joey Styles, in that case, won't have had to worry about trying to blend his commentary together with somebody else so that it flows well. He did everything on his own. So, he ha- so I mean, you throw extra people in there, it makes certain things easier. But that's why people will say, like, you know, you need to have two people commentating. Three could be a little bit much and then Forrest is overkill which WWE has done like a couple of times so so let's get to um, the next match oh here we go Kenny Omega versus Sima Chima Chima okay I'm horrible with names it's I, good that it's I know understandable to, to, to see um so that match Breacher Report gave it an A I, I I don't think it was an A. I think everybody's on. No. KO's nuts again. Um, that match to me was one of the boringest matches I saw in my life. I was like trying to watch paint dry or something. I don't know. It's because but, it was following the Japanese style, which you it's say not you don't like. it's not everybody's style. But even with that said, when I because I was watching it too, and I said. This is not the best that either of these guys can do. It wasn't bad, though. But, like, the thing was, was that I thought that Chima... I I, I know that New Japan style, they like to spam moves. He did the Meteor way too fucking much. Like, you could have made a drinking game out of that. <laughs> like, I thought that Omega was, like, you know, was spamming when it came to the V-Triggers. Like, no, not even close. Like, that, so, was, the, that was the only issue I had with that match. So... And then you got the Jericho interview, the mic, the open mic he had. And oh, that, yeah. See, that was good. I had to, like, now, I get what you guys say about them spamming moves and stuff a lot, but then, like, I had to think, like, think of, like, real hard on this, because, like, I like to attribute New Japan style wrestling similar, in a similar way, they, as far as storytelling goes, the similar way they do anime. And anime, they span the moves, same move over and over and over again. Well, like, in, 
almost count how many times Goku has used the command man okay. wave. Okay, let's fight. let's put this together. So let's I guess in a sense it doesn't really bother me that much, but like on the other hand, it does get a little too spammy at the same time. I don't know. It needs to okay. fit. In. Okay, I, I want to put something together. Let's say we're playing more combat. Okay, I kept on hitting back back forward with um, what's his name um, the one with the hat. Oh, Kawhi uh, or Raiden. Raiden, thank you. Sorry, his name just blanked out of my head. And then I'm doing this, keep on going, flying at you, flying at you, flying at you, flying at you. And you're like, come on, stop doing that. Would you hate that? I mean, because that's what I feel when you spam moves all the, the time. But that's the difference between a fighting game that goes less than 90 seconds compared to a 20-minute match. But it's the same concept, spamming moves over and over and when over. You have but that's the problem, though, is that, and that's and that's New Japan style in general. I mean, I'm not saying, and and it goes back to the joke of like, oh, Roman Reigns needs to go to New Japan. He'd be amazing over there. They'd be loving it. Super fun, super fun, super fun. It would make sense though, because here's the thing: over there, they would revolve around this. They would revolve the story around like, oh, that's one of his big attacks or whatever. Where over, like, you know, you put it into North American or like. Wrestling in the states, where matches average maybe 10, 15, like fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes will be a long match in New Japan. Fifteen minutes is a short match. So, so in in okay, we'll take the uh, we'll take the Omega versus Okada, like one of their ninety-minute matches that they had. You're going to see Okada hit the drop kick probably 10 times because you have a 90 minute match. Mm. I mean, him hitting the drop kick once every 9 to 10 minutes is really not that long when you consider you watch uh, you know, one of these matches that people will criticize a 10 minute match where somebody does the same move over and over again. Yeah. So, it's not this it's We don't follow Japanese wrestling as much as other you should as no, not even because everybody, everybody's got their preference. That's why, like you know, but even you were saying like you really like the UK style. But what is it that you like specifically about it? Like the what technician is, too. Yeah, they got like, the brawl too. So you too. like the grappling aspect. Yeah, but but that, but that dude, also goes, I love I love lucha too. But that also goes back to this was an interview. Like that's when the I was, thing I don't understand. You like lucha libre, and that's. Just as, if not more flippy That's, than Japanese style, right? That is, that is the definition of like flippy indie style. Yeah, and that's the hybrid in America style. Because you got all that stuff together, put together, and that's where we get the hybrid. Well, I think the hybrid style these days would be, I think, like Ricochet. Nah, I'd say it's more like Seth Rollins. Ricochet. Power moves, but still athleticism. NXT style. NXT's got their own style. Dude, Ricochet back in H um, H um, in the Indies part, he he did everything. You know what I mean? Same, you know what I mean? He had the nice super kick to Sammy. <laughs> no, but the. Are you ready for my grade for this paper? No, not yet. Because I know you'll be like, I give it a C something. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you numbers this time. Around. We'll we'll get to that. The, what the hell was I forgot? That's not that important. So, no, what is? Oh, you want to know? I'm giving it 
six point nine out of ten. What the hell is the point one? Nine. It's I know, the, but I'm saying like you know. Why do I just give it a seven? No, because it's not worthy of a seven out of ten. Not yet. It's a not high yet. six. It's a high <laughs> six. No, like there's there's potential there. Um, the commentator needs to be better. Um, Omega needs to sit on the bench. Um, I'm just joking. I'm commentating, joking. Co- saying commentating needs to be better, is putting it mildly. Commentating right now for them is a shit show. That is the weakest part of any of their shows. I am giving it a six point nine. Oh, that's so gracious of you. Yes, I thought they shouldn't get the seven because the show was lacking a little bit, but it should be in a high part. So I'm giving it a six point nine. So, look, I said something good about AEW. Oh man, that was awesome. A six point nine. But at the same time, but the, they're better shows. You didn't even really care about them, though. So it's like, like Double or Nothing was considered a great show, and you're like, it was all right. But I never. So are you sir? So are you saying that is it is it the Baron Corbin mentality of like I really hate this, and then it's just been around for so long? It's like oh, it's okay. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. So for you, AEW is the Baron Corbin of wrestling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I'm going to give grades to something, I'm going to give a grade. You know what I mean? I will give AEW Fight uh, for the Fallen, right? Fight for the Fallen? Is that what it's called? It's 6.9. You like where they got their stage idea, though. I did like the stage. South Park. <laughs> no, they got it from South Park. It was... The South Park inspired. Nice. What? Yeah. Tony Khan even said so. Right. It was like there was an episode of South Park where they had a wrestling show and like the way that they the way that they sketched that out, that's what he saw for a show. Oh my god, FTW. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe they parodied that. It was such a great yeah, episode. Yeah, if you notice how the stage was, how it But WCW did the stage too. They had the stage like the walking out to the ring stage. It wasn't that. It was also just the way that the uh, the, the angle, the, the the arena was, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So. But WC, WCW did the whole um, walk to the ramp, uh, ramp, ramp on next to the ring. No, no, no. That's no. That's not. Uh, that's not what we were talking about. It, it oh. was. The, it was the, the the overall stage. Oh, not, the stage. Not, not the not the rampway. Oh, oh. Because, I mean, the rampway, the rampway could also be something from Japan because... because they do that, too. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, um, I really liked that whole ramp. I, I did... Dude, the pay-per-view was good. They need to... Yeah, they, if, they, if you want to put, put in a letter, I'll gain it a P. They really need to get on their shit, though. But you know that they are prepping up all out to be a big show. So I think that's going to be like where they regain their momentum. See, right there, when I see that, I'll tell you what I think of, um, what is it called, All Out? The problem with that show is that everybody's going to expect them to dump a shit ton of money to CM Punk, and when it doesn't happen, what's going to be their surprise? Because <laughs> uh, you know that's what people are going, you know that's what's in the back of people's minds, regardless of whether they love Punk or they hate him. Mm-hmm. See, 
People don't understand. Punk left the fans. We didn't get rid of the punk. It punk left it, us. It doesn't matter. It's still what people are expecting to happen because it's in Chicago. And, like, yeah, and people could also say, well, I mean, the the star, oh, it's, it's like, no, that is Chicago. You, you know what would be the coolest troll ever? If you just bought a ticket and just sit in the crowd? We're, we, we actually did talk yeah, about we, that. Yeah, we talked about this. Oh, really? We were just like... How hilarious would it be if Punk were just at the show? He didn't, and he did absolutely. He was just at the show, right? Just at the show, just watching it, yeah. like at the show, and then like, like the last like ten seconds before it goes off, he just starts running to the stage, and then the pay per view just cuts off. No, you know what? He, you know what would be even better than that? Him getting no, up and walking off. No, if he's if he's all the way in the back, so he's like, I don't want to be seen, but people see him anyway because it's CM Punk, and then yeah, last like, well, I'm not say ten seconds. We'll say like. 20 seconds. Last 20 seconds, he stands up, he's like looking around, and then he starts marching towards the, uh, towards where the, the, you know, is, the right? railing is. And then it cuts off. But then it cuts, but, but hold on, but then it cuts off, and he just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, I didn't say that part. <laughs> he's just like, alright, you know, don't, you know, just want to And then like, they just don't mention it ever, <laughs> like, <laughs> like at it all. It will just troll the fans, and it'll be great. MJF really needs to come out the cult of personality, though. Oh my gosh, that would be Th- amazing. He would, that would be that would be came like, out with a best in the world T-shirt. <laughs> and then and I would then love says, to... I like to give a shout out to the best in the world, Shane McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But. Let's go back to AEW. Tony Khan, his name's Khan, right? Yeah. He led. He told Jim Ross he could be. He's allowed to go to the Raw reunion, but he turned it down. That's kind of cool that AEW is trying to be in that good graces. Well, I mean, even if Jim Ross did go, what would he need to go for? Jim Ross. At this point in time, if Jim Ross were to go there. All they would do is roast him. Like they did with Billy Gunn. Oh, that was still fun. And Billy Gunn is on much better terms as with, with like Triple H and company than Jim Ross is because Jim Ross just got shit on every single time he was there. Yeah. So, what's next on the list? The results for um, Involved 10 Anniversary? We're not going to go through... Every single match, but no, no, no. We're, I'm we're gonna not, tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Gonna, I'm gonna tell you what I thought was awesome. No, that's what I'm saying. Just, just your, your quick takes on, yes, yeah. on the show. So, so I'm gonna go back a little bit. I want to go with, I really like Austin Theory. He took on JD Drake, and JD Drake gave me that feel. This is the main event match. You know, I mean, not the Adam Cole match, but their main event. Well, it was their main event. Like, Adam Cole versus Cesaro was... Yeah. That, that was just, a, like, a featured match. Yeah. But their main event was the main event on the title match. J.D. Drake reminds me of old-school wrestling. When you had the big guy... Like, um... The big... Like, the Dusty Rhodes. The, the yeah. big guy. You know what I mean? Um... I can't think of anybody's name coming to my head. You know what I mean? He reminded me of that, and he was over. You know what I mean? He's good. The stuff he did in the ring was amazing. And Austin Theory blew me away. I'm like, this kid has potential. He'll be knocking on WWE's door really, really soon. And we'll see him 
in NXT. Do you agree? After seeing that match? Well, Evolve is basically like a step below NXT. So. All, all, Evolve is just NXT for NXT. Yeah, but you saw Austin Theory's match. Yeah. But Jay, I've always saw Austin Theory's a good wrestler. Dude, he's going to be knocking on the door real, it's real just, soon. Anybody that, one of those guys where like they really need to pull the trigger on fast before he anybody so that there. anybody that's in Evolve is basically NXT bound or they're gonna go somewhere else. Like I mean, that's honestly they're w, probably just all NXT. WWE bound needs there. to sign this these groups: AR Fox and Leo Ruff, and the Unwanted. That tag team match was nice, and for. For um, the unwanted dude, who thought you'll see like the two biggest, like Joe Gacy, Joe Gacy, like be on WWE TV right now? Yeah, you know I mean, I'm like, I, I was a real big fan of the Drew uh, the Gulag versus Riddle. Match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Eddie Kingston, he hasn't, he, hey. dude, I like Eddie Kingston. I don't know what it is about him. I like him. He's always a heel at every show we go to, and I love it. Because he's the... He was an impact for a minute. Yeah, but he's like the indie shithead. You know, he like he's, the, he's, he's one of those guys that doesn't need big money because he can make enough money doing what he's doing right now. Like oh, yeah. Alex Ryan. Like, I would love to see them guys. Even um, Kobe, Corina. Dude, the... Colby. Kobe. I, 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 Kobe. Did I say Kobe? I yes, mean, you did. Kobe. Kobe Carino. Kobe. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe is a brand name. I know. <laughs> but, he, dude, he took that the fast match, but he's still... I, we know he's going to get signed because his dad's who his dad is. You know what I mean? Down in NXT land. Steve that, doesn't, that doesn't guarantee anything. Yeah. You don't think he's trying to push his son into NXT? It's not... If it's him. a matter of family, then Cody Hall would have like had a job by now. But uh, Scott's not in there. But Scott's Scott, still like Triple H's boy. But, but Scott Hall, I'm sure that he could pull strings if he really I, I mean, if Ra- I mean Razor, I mean Scott Hall is still cool enough that he's being back on the show next week. So oh yeah, like he's Fran get, said he's he's getting he, that he might get signed. It's not like he doesn't have a pull to an extent. So Cody would have. At least been in NXT at this point. But the best match I've seen, um, Carino and um, was versus Eric Martin. Eric Martin, we did an interview on um, one of the episodes. I'm not the sure. Thing, the thing about the the sons or you know any, anybody that is in a wrestling family is that yeah people can say that they have it easier, but they still got to put the work in. Mm-hmm. Like I mean. If anything, there would be higher expectations of those people. Remember, they didn't let Charlotte use her last name until, like, now. much, much, like, now. Like, yeah. Oh, speaking of other people that look like that they want to do something, what about Brock Lesnar's kid? Oh, my God. You dudes. see that dude? He's, like, 16 or 17. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to be huge when he gets older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, are you going to have a part-time schedule like your pops? Right. So the Matt debuts at NXT and then just doesn't show up for a month. <laughs> <laughs> the Matt Riddle Drew Gulak match was amazing. Adam Cole, dude, that show. If I'm gonna grade it, you want me to grade it? I'm gonna give it six point five. 
6.5. Why would you say the show is amazing and then give it a lower rating than it than the AEW show? Most of the people, and and this and this is coming from people that love AEW and are just whatever about Evolve. Like most of those people said, yeah, Evolve had probably a better overall show as far as the matches. The go. show, the matches, yeah, but I thought it could have been better. Well, that well that that goes back to that that goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, where yeah. where. All these, like, all, all these companies... I wanted, I wanted to give it a 6.7. All these companies right now have... It, it's like it's like they need to... It's like they're underachieving. I mean, uh, yeah. trying, trying to find a way. Like, with the, with the Evolve show. Evolve, once again, is basically NXT's minor league. See, that's the thing. Like, everything that happened that night was awesome. I was amazed for a smaller brand like Indie Fed. It's like me going to places like H2O, 1CW, or any indie shows going around right now. LAW. And say, like, oh, this is a good show. But, but but the thing is is that even with the um, even with the Drew Gulak versus Matt Riddle match, I, I mean, I that, 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 was, match, I, that match I watched it and it was like, this is really good. But they look like they could have done so much more. Like, like our when when we were at the House of Hardcore show with uh, those Riddle versus Austin Aries, mm-hmm. their match was ridiculously good, and yeah. it, and it looked and it looked like they just did it out of boredom. It looked like it's like yeah, we could put on a kick-ass match and not even care. Yeah, and and the match that gulak and riddle had it looked like they were holding back it's like god you guys could do so much more it's like it was awesome at the end and like but it was but it was like part of a good match that could have been put into a much bigger match for something new for the fans to watch on the network i'm giving it a 6.5 i it was a great show for minor league guys you know what i mean they're not in NXT, moving up, or AEW. It's not for the new fans, though, because one of the things that you're talking about is that there's certain wrestling fans that are going to stick with what... That's the same reason why you have people that follow Raw and SmackDown, and they don't follow NXT at all. Yeah. Which yeah. is... Which is... Weird. Which is criminal, actually. And then you have... <laughs> Because that's what you're saying, like, you know, people are saying, like, you know, fuck this company, or whatever. It's like, the ones that are going to watch, the ones that were going to watch Evolve were already following it. Or yeah. the ones that are going to watch it are the ones that didn't need the WWE Network, because, like, you know, they, they just love so much wrestling, they'll catch as much as possible. No. I don't really think that they See, were trying to, like, cater to new people. They were catering to me. I know about... Evolve. But you already know about Evolve, and you and you watched Evolve shows before. Yeah, but except, like, except for the one that I give a shit about. Yeah. So. But like my whole thing is like I was like, okay, it's on the network. I seen it live now on the network, so that's awesome. You know, what I mean, I didn't get up and go to Philly to watch it. I wish I did, but I didn't. It was like one of the last minute things, you know. Yeah, that was that was the thing that I was trying to figure out was. It's like, oh, like, I love indie wrestling. 
fuck AEW. I'm gonna go to Extreme Rules. <laughs> but you got the free ticket, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. It's cool to do that. Extreme Rules. Are you ready for my amazingness of results? Extreme Rules was the same way. It was a good show that had the. I thought. When, when we were talking about Extreme Rules for the last few weeks. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? What the hell is this? Like, it's not the... I don't see it. When we were talking about Extreme Rules over the last few episodes, I had it in my head that they were going to have, like, a blow-away show. Like, this is going to be way more amazing than people are expecting. What we ended up getting was probably one of their best shows this year. But, yes. again, it could have been so much more. Yeah. So, so I'm going to go pick the matches that I enjoyed the most. Are you going to give the show a 7.4 out of 10? No. Okay. Um, I, like, I was in the parking lot. I was waiting for my tickets to come. Dude, they started the pre-show at 6.30. Like, the match. And I'm like, oh, and sucks. pre-show matches so, were really good. And I missed the Finn Balor and Nakamura. I had to go in the network and watch it. And I was like, damn, I had to watch it on there. But that match was awesome for what I saw on the network. It's like, why is this on the first match? Um, I didn't see the Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese match. That was the match I wanted to see, too. That match is good, too. And I'm going to sit down and watch it very soon. Not now, but soon. Because I'm catching up on everything right now. It's so hard to catch up on wrestling. Man. I need to take a day off to just do catch up. You need to take a day off. I thought you were about to say you need to take a day off from wrestling. Because you're just all wrestling. Wrestling and Uber. And sometimes that won't be the show. Okay. Starting off the show. Roman Reigns, Undertaker, Shane McMahon, Drew McIntyre. Best move WWE did was not letting Drew McIntyre get pinned. Okay, he can't get pinned because you're going to push him. And when you push him and you make him lose, dude, look at Smojo. Until he loses to Cedric Alexander on Raw. Hmm. I thought the best move they did with that match was putting Undertaker in a tag match. <laughs> he looked better than he did when he was overseas. Yeah, because he was in a tag match. He was in a facility that was air-conditioned. Uh, he, he, you could tell that the match itself was booked. It, it was structured in a way that wasn't going to work against him. Which is what they need to do with every Undertaker match. He's only got so many appearances left, so they mm -hmm. need to be very careful with what, what they, they do, do with him. And they did that with this match, and he looked really good. So. And then Dusos in the revival, right there, another great tag team match. The more matches the revival take on the Usos, they're going to be a great tag team. Like they're great right now, but they're going to be legendary. You know what I mean? Like people are going to go. Do you remember the Usos versus the Revival? The Usos, the Usos and Revival. Th yeah, that's the type of feud that they need to have. They like both. I mean, again, 
it's only going to benefit both teams. Like, you know, we always talk about, like, yeah, we don't want to see the same shit over and over. I want to see them score. I want to see them have a feud like they did with the New Day. Mm-hmm. Because I think all of their matches will be worth watching. Alistair Black and Cesaro is the best match of the card. You know what I mean? Dude, I love that the Cesaro went into the, um, the um, what's that called? Um, how he's, like, the Indian, um, what's that called? Oh, my gosh. When he sat down. Yeah, he, he sat he down. Taunted what was that called? The Indian... We already know what you're talking about. Yeah. When Alistair sits down in the middle of the ring. Yeah. What do they call that? It, it's it's, it's okay. It doesn't matter. We we get what you're saying. Okay. That match was good. It was really good. Again, you uh, like you 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 want to know what it is here? Here's here's what the problem is: is the fact that with matches like that. When people say that, they don't say it's disappointing as in like, oh, the match sucked because the match was really good. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact of people have much higher expectations of these guys knowing what they can do against each other. Yeah. And like, but that's also the problem with people that haven't worked with each other. For Like, when, when you get these, when you get the matches that people have worked against each other and they're familiar with yeah. each other and they... You know, the chemistry just clicks. Yes. That's what it felt like. But it's very rare where you can get an amazing match where neither guy is face off against each other, which goes back to when, like, Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle wrestled for the first time. Right. And it's just the fact that both guys are so good that it didn't matter that they never wrestled before. Yeah. So, I thought this was the worst match of the card. Chime in with something. Come on. Get off your phone. Like, Unless I, you're looking up information. I thought the worst yes. card of the the worst match of the card <laughs> Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Why would you say that? I thought it, it was just pretty okay. I, I, was just, I didn't think it was good, I didn't think it was bad. I could have got up and went to the bathroom, I wouldn't I would have known that Bailey because if it was if they did this had um Sasha come out. You know what I mean? For what? To Bailey. But you don't want Sasha to come out. You want Sasha to just, like, be gone forever. Every single time the name Sasha comes up, you're just like, fuck her whining and bitching. But now, if you use it in the storyline with Bailey, wait, you were supposed to be with me, but no, you left me back there. I'm still boycotting. Now you're world champion. Not, That's my spot. They do not have any plans for Sasha because if they did, she would have been heel once she she's first got on the main roster. She's coming back very soon. How do so, you know? They've been talking about Sasha's it. never going to be heel because if she were heel, she would jump way over everybody else. Because Sasha as a heel is amazing. No crap. And that's where I want this match to be like. But, but, but that's the problem, is that they're not going to do that because Sasha as a heel can show up everybody else. But that's why I consider that the worst match. Last man standing match. Holy shit. I loved it. And I, I don't like, I don't care for the hardcore stuff, but Bobby Lashley was freaking amazing. I thought um, you were going to like it because Braun Strowman did the uh, Kool-Aid Man spot. <laughs> Dude, I like all the goddamn spots. Busting through the wall. Uh, <laughs> Dude, like, 
I love my favorite move is when he runs around the ring. It's like, Ugh! <laughs> you know what made me laugh about that match is the fact that after after the one power slam spot, there there were people chanting ECW. It's like, well, Bobby Lashley was ECW World Champion. Champion, yeah. <laughs> but like, I thought this match was amazing. I loved the ending. I, dude, I thought it was one of the best matches of the night, besides Alistair Back. Yeah, the, I mean, the the part that you're talking about with Strowman running that, that that was a good spot where Lashley speared him. Yeah, it's like yes, can more people please cut him off? Like the only other person I remember even cutting him off like that was when Strowman and Balor would go against each other. Yeah, and Balor would sling blade him off that. And then you got the triple threat match, really good match. Um, New Day winning again the tag team titles. I would have loved to see Daniel Bryan and Rowan keeping them and give them more of a storyline, but... Bryan, at this point in time, is bulletproof. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, and I want to know what happened tonight. You know what I mean? What are they going to do with heavy machinery? Because everybody keeps saying, like... I thought they were going to win the titles that night. Yeah. Oh, dude, they they look good. Um, Good tag team. Here's an all-great match on um, AJ Styles and Ricochet. Um, I thought it was amazing that the club is working together. And you love the little, little tricks and all that stuff. And AJ winning the title. There, uh, there were some people that were criticizing the fact that Ricochet lost the belt so soon. But at the same time, they were like, well, they're building the club, so that's where the benefit comes in. So And that helps build the tag team, too. Well, well, that that and the fact of AJ and Ricochet, you know they're going to continue their feuds. Oh, so. big time, big time. And I don't, I don't think they're going to keep on stopping because they look great together in the ring. And then the match of the night. Dolph Ziggler versus Kevin Owens. You, If you turned your head, the match was over. The match of the night. That makes me want to shit. No, I'm just joking. It's not the match of the night. But it was a great storyline to start. Kevin, Stone Cold Kevin Owens. Stone Cold Kevin Owens. <laughs> wow, they gave it a D. I thought it was just a cool... Stone Cold Kevin Owens. The guy on SmackDown who stuns Shane McMahon and then runs off. Here's the thing. Uh, the WWE title match with Kofi and um, Smojo. I think Joe should have um, got a DQ out of it or something. Not lost the match. Now, like, when you see Joe in a title picture, you're like... He's been okay. like that ever since he's been on the main roster. He's the choke guy. And that they, need to have, they need to have a time where somebody... Un- I keep... I, I, I mention this. Name somebody who unexpectedly wins. And, like, I, I'm trying to think, like... Who in your mind won a really big match where everybody thought that they were going to lose? It was like, wow, I can't believe they did that. Oh, um, um, Kurt Hawkins won the tag team balls with recently. I kind of pictured that they were going to do that because Revival was kind of get Revival. I got it. It it was my Michael one. Moore won in the IC title. Zach Ryder won the IC title or the Money in the Bank. Nah, no, nah, I got not the Money in the Bank. Nah, I mean, I, that. I got one for you. Ooh. Right. Sandow winning the Money in the Bank. That was unexpected. 
Yeah, but everybody that's won money. I mean, yeah, Jack Swagger won money in the bank. Like, I mean. Yeah, but like, no one expected Daniel Damien Sandow. Here, here's one for you. I win. Randy Orton winning the Rumble, eliminating Roman last. Oh yeah, that was mm. pretty surprising. What about one, two, three, kid beating Scott Hall? Shut up. <laughs> yes, we need more moments like that. Barry Hollywood's winning a match. Them winning the tag team titles. Who knew they were going to win the tag team titles? No, the tag title. No, we're. I mean, what, yeah, when he. But that's the thing, though. That that happened so long ago. We're like just talking about recently. Where recently, with their. You would think that with their 50-50 booking that they always have, mm-hmm. that people would have more of an opportunity of winning. Yeah. But it's really hard. It's really hard to even call it 50-50 booking when it's like, okay, so you try to make it where everybody's on even grounds, yet guys like Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman have not won the world title yet. Yeah. And Cesaro. And then you got... And then you get the mixed tag team match that I had to say in the beginning, I was like, oh gosh, this sucks. And it got better. And it got better. It only it hit, a, hit a pitch when fucking Corbin hit that end of days on Becky. That I, match, dude. That match was still, that, that match sucked. The only thing that made that match was the end of days on Becky and then what did, what did Corbin say to, uh, what did Corbin say to Seth after he hit him? What, what are you going to do, do now, you piece of shit? <laughs> Well, I thought the match was good. I I wouldn't give it a, a plus. I would have given it a B. But it was good. But the thing that got my attention that made the day was Brock Lesnar cashing in. All right, moving along. Like, yeah. Brock winning the... B- See, they needed it. They didn't Seth need it. Seth Rollins wasn't over. The, um, Seth Rollins wasn't when, over, but Brock... No, no, no. WWE was going downhill. Who was champ? Seth Rollins. It's because he was going against Baron Corbin. Yeah, it has nothing to do with him as a champion. You give him the same guy to feud with in the past since he won a title, and of course it's going to look like he's gotten stale. Meanwhile, Kofi's been getting person after person after person. But you Baron, know WWE's like that. Baron Corbin, for as for as much as he's... We, we talked about this... Uh, like an episode ago where it's like, okay, he's not as big of a shit show as, like, maybe we, we were saying before, but it's still a parody. It's like him being, it's like Mr. Main Event. You know he's saying that out of comedy because it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like, you can stick Baron Corbin in there with The Rock and, like, people would just be like, who the fuck cares? It's just a big joke. Are you ready for my grade? You ready? Are you gonna give it a 7.2. No. I'm giving a straight 8. Straight 8? Yeah. You don't give anything an 8. You don't, you don't give the greatest shows ever an 8. You'll be like, this was a B-. minus. This show was a lot better than half the year. I was amazed how good the show was. Okay, I can at least agree with that. It was a lot better than half the year because the other shows were horrible. Yeah. But I'm giving it a straight 8. Um... I'm not getting a seven. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it a seven point nine. I'm giving it a straight eight. It was, it was good. I was. It was a solid show. Like, dude, I had fun. What exactly is a ten for you? A ten. It has to be a perfect ten. Like what? We'll find out. 
you had to have seen a perfect ten show. Like, no, nah. it was one of the Summer Slams that you that you're marked for. Or, or I don't consider it a perfect ten. I might give it like. What are your like requirements for a perfect ten? Matches, storylines. That's just the. That's just Titles. generic stuff. Like, what is like specifically? Everybody's got to have a big moment in their head where they're you can't like, just be like, oh, my requirements for a perfect 10 show are just matches, storyline titles, because that's literally every show. There's got to be a lot of things. There's got to be, there's got to be something in your head that goes, okay, they did everything extremely well, but this was a huge moment for me that pushed it over the top. Like how much I love the IC title match with Bret Hart and perfect dude. The whole match was like all chain wrestling, blah, blah, this. All that crap, you know what I mean? And then you got, I thought that was one of the best matches I've seen. You know what I mean? Ricky Steamboat and Savage. That was a great match. I don't know what would be a perfect 10. I'm, I haven't seen the perfect 10 yet. You know what I mean? I haven't seen the Holy Grail a wrestling show. Will we ever see a Holy Grail? We'll find out. I'm not going to get... We might see a Holy Grail of a match. It's the best match ever we ever seen. Like, I think, still think Savage versus Steamboat is the best match ever. Do you agree? Yeah. So, there's other matches out there that are great and they're perfect tens. You know what I mean? But. I don't think it's the greatest match ever. I think it's in the top ten. But Who would you say is number one? That's the problem, is the fact that, like, it it, it, it depends. I thought Bulldog and um, Hart was good. It depends on what kind of point of view that you have it on, because everybody's got their own preferences. Like, I, I'm all about the match. I'm I was chain wrestling. I was, a, I, was a huge, I was a huge mark for um, Austin versus The Rock at WrestleMania 17, but it certainly wasn't the greatest match ever. I just thought it was a really fun, exciting match. And that was a exciting them, match. And both of them were like at the peak of their like popularity. So you yes. don't you don't get you don't get moments like that very often. It, there's moments too. Yeah, there's a lot of things out there that puts a match to the top. Oh, an- another reason why I was a huge fan of that match was not because of Austin's heel turn at the end, it was because of the way of um. How many matches can you think of where you say, yes, Stone Cold Steve Austin pinned The Rock after 16 <laughs> chair shots in a row? Was it? I thought Booker T and Ben Wild series was awesome. Well, yeah, that was you know I mean? that was kind of the series that put them both on the map. Like, I mean, Ben Benoit was already established as a singles guy, but that really... Up both uh, of them. Yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of things out there that it's I don't know. I haven't seen a perfect ten yet. You know what I mean? Will I ever see a perfect ten? Or I might have to go back and look at some wrestle shows and go, Okay, I consider this one of my favorite pay per views, let me go through it and see. It also depends on what style of wrestling they like. It goes back to this I was watching <laughs> I was watching this interview with Vader, where he, he was talking about Bret Hart, mm-hmm. and he, he didn't really care about Bret Hart. He was like, you know, oh, it was something special, and everybody that commented was like, what, is he fucking nuts? It's Bret Hart. Bret Hart's one of the greatest of all time. But Vader was used to working 
the Japan style. Yeah. And Bret Hart would have been, he would have been good in Japan, but... He was in Japan. I, I'm saying he mm. wasn't established over there like Pegasus Kid or even Chris Jericho. Gotcha. But it's the fact of, it's just a different style that people work. Whereas Bret Hart would, there was an interview with him where he said that Vader was like working with a dump truck full of vomit. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's one of the, that's a very nice thing to say to one of the big, greatest big men of all time. So yeah, I I, I think Bam Bam Bigelow was a better big man than Vader. Mm. I think Vader had that he had that opportunity, but Bam Bam didn't. Yeah, but they're you just say that about a lot of guys, like you know, but it's the ones that also do well when they're in that position. That's why I, I thought Earthquake should have been in a better thing, but Hogan didn't like giving. Out his title to anybody. Well, Earthquake, Earthquake was bulletproof at that time. He didn't. He was a King Kong Bundy. He was the perfect heel for Hogan. Yeah. And at the time, being the perfect heel for Hogan was just as big as winning the belt. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing about guys like the guys like Vader or Bret Hart or even like you know we'll talk about even even when people look at the legacy of somebody like John Cena. Where they would say, like, yeah, you know, we can criticize him up and down. But even, like, when Steve Austin or Kurt Angle would talk about Cena, they would say, yeah, we were in the top position in the company for, like, two or three years. And that was, like, mind-blowingly difficult as far as, like, the stress that put on them. And Cena was in that position for, like, ten years. That is (laughs) insane. Like, he he was at the top way way longer I mean like you know people say well yeah that that kind of turned shitty at the time but it was like you know if he's putting in the most amount of work I mean who can really fault him for that so <clears throat> so it's not like it's like damn you Cena for being the hardest worker in the company go to hell <laughs> would you agree or disagree with that I agree with you what about you yeah I agree cause yeah I mean anybody that talks about him. It's like, yeah, he might have not been the biggest fan, but he, he definitely put in the work, so. Some of the NXT pay, uh, pay-per-views could have been a perfect 10. But they... The thing I don't... The, the thing that... It works for them, but it also works against them is that... Now, when you put things on a melter scale of like, oh, like this... Oh, the snowflakes everywhere, stars everywhere, like... Seven, seven, seven. Yeah, I mean... You got you, you got Gargano or whatever who's like the the Omega or the Will Osprey of NXT or whatever you want to say, but when you see that over and over again and that's the new expectation, then all of a sudden it's like, well, where do we go from here? Where where do we go after Johnny Gargano kicks out of five Canadian destroyers? You know, <laughs> and that and that goes back to why NXT and the main rosters need to find that perfect blend where they can have those big moments, but not have the big moments so often that people get burned out over them. Yeah, yeah. Which, but but it's surprising with NXT the fact that like for the amount of shows that they've had with these big, big, big time matches where they put on like you know some of the biggest matches of the year that those are still some of the most anticipated shows of the year. So, you think people ever get tired of that? Though they'll 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 look at it and be like, "Oh, this match was nothing special." And then a couple of years ago, they would have been like, "This match was amazing." 
What was the name of the pay-per-view AEW Fight of the Fallen? Fight for the Fallen. It wasn't a pay-per-view. It was, it was like one of their... Uh, their first one was a pay-per-view, and then... Was Fighter Fest a pay-per-view? Or was that a free show? Cause it I was a free show, but I thought I still, their other two shows were free, so... I'm just trying to put... Cause I'm just like trying to save my own ratings that I gave. All Out's going to be their next, their next pay-per-view show, so... Okay. Alright. We're, we're getting behind. Let's, uh... Okay, what's next? Okay, so, um... We're not going to talk about this too long. Young Bucks interview talking about the gimmick chair shot. Jim Cornette was mentioning something about that because he said it was something that worked for them but also worked against them because it's like you telling people that it was gimmicked takes away from it but at the same time it was almost something that had to happen so people would like not criticize them so much about it so it was like 50-50. There was a lot of people that were saying they should have just said, fuck the haters, and just be like, you know, no, we're not going to say shit. Like, we'll just put that into storyline. Like, oh, it's Sean Spears, like, how, disp-, instead of saying, no, it hit him as hard as a cookie sheet, and it was just the back that caught him. That was it. Everything is okay. It takes, it, it takes away from it, but at the same time, that's kind of something that they had, they should have never fucking done in the first place if it was going to be this way. Didn't I give, um, a vibe 7.5? something like that. Mm-hmm. They should have never done that. They should have just never had the chair shot to start out with. Yeah. Or if they were gonna, do, or if they were gonna do it, then what? If they weren't gonna do the chair shot, then what could they have done? Just have Sean Spears come out and just hit his finisher on him. Could have just done like the normal chair shot. Like, or how about something hit him in the gut and hit him in the back? Or, or how about something through a table? Or a table. I think they've done the table spot. Really and too. then, and then, or or he could have like smashed his head into something, and Cody could have bladed. Yeah. Instead of like honestly, I, if they were just going to do the chair shot, they should have just done it the normal way. Just hit him in the gut, and then just hit him repeatedly on the back a couple of times. We still would have gotten the same point across, and it would have hurt less. This is the effect that they wanted to go for, though. They wanted to go for the publicity. Unfortunately, it's like yes, this is bad publicity. Like, they knew that they were going to get all this stuff, and then the Bucks talking about it later on. It's like, great. So, well, Cody's okay. Everything's, it's just part of a storyline. Oh, that makes Sean Spears look so much more evil. You know? They need to to find, they need to find the, that goes back to finding the perfect mix of, okay, everybody knows that it's just a big act, and also, like, being able to suspend disbelief. You can't mix the two together. Yeah. It's got to be one or the other, so. Alright, so enough of that. We got, um, we're going to talk about this shit. uh, The Berserker sentenced to multiple DUI arrests. You think when he got arrested, he was going, hus, hus, hus. (laughs) That would be great. Would that be cool? You know DB grade wrestling PPV. Should I give it a name, better name? Ah, just use spell checker. Makes you look more professional. Then people have the illusion of that. Fuck it. I just do things. No, you're good. Yeah, it's, no, it's fine. I just, I was never a huge fan of like the seven point six. It's like, well, what's that point one percent? Because I want to be different. I'm trying to. You want to be different. different. I wanted to be different. Like, you know, like, everybody has the grades. 
I'm gonna be different. I'm you gonna don't have to give it like four out of five stars, you know. Or I want to do one out of ten. I want to do a perfect ten. DB's perfect ten. I'll tell you something that one of my friends said. He said, "Don't do it based on a rating scale. Do it on a scale of how much money would you pay for this." Hmm. Like, yeah, I would totally pay like, or I would totally watch this match for free, which means it wasn't worth shit. Hmm. But you're still saying that you would watch it for free because you ain't got nothing else to do. So, <laughs> or it's like I would rather, I would rather watch the Corey Feldman Bret Hart movie than watch this. Oh, match. I should do my own grade. Watch I should it. do my grade, A to B kind of grade thing. With oh, I'm I'm speaking. Of, okay, I'm not done yet. Yes, I know. Speaking of people getting arrested, what about Jeff Hardy for public intoxication? Dude. Okay, was he driving? Driving. It doesn't matter. It's okay. the fact that people were saying, oh my god, he's intoxicated. He needs to go to DDP. Dude. People can drink. Was he on drugs? But he was drunk. And that's bad. But, but It's the same way, it, it's the same reaction people would get if they found out that... Look, there was an episode on DDP's YouTube page where Jake Roberts talked about where he said, yes, I had a beer. And people were like, oh my god. And he said, I, and, and Jake basically said, he was like, I know I shouldn't have, but I wanted to see if I could have one and be okay. Yeah. You know? And he's still doing okay, but there's... When you're known for something for so long... But he was more of the drugs, not the beer. It was, the it was a combination of the both, which is just, which is worse. I mean, yeah, drugs is bad, but stacking them together is... It's horrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put that there, but... But that was the thing with Jeff, is the fact of any... Like, people were just saying, like, yes, he needs to stay clean, because this is a past issue he's had. He's had... You know, you, you can go back and say, well, yeah, there's, like, so many wrestlers that have wrestled intoxicated or high or whatever... People are just expecting a lot more from him just because whenever the name the Hardys come up, it always seems to be a case of like, yes, things are looking better for them. Things are looking up for them. You know, they don't want they don't, they don't want to see him relapse into anything that's going to cause any problems. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so we had that, but hey, Mike Canales, he celebrated two years of sobriety. Congratulations, you look like a bitch on Raw. I'm sure if that, I, if that doesn't drive him to drink more, then he'll be okay. I'm cool if he goes back as Mike Bennett. He's, he's not, not going to. Bennett. He's going to stay as Mike Cunnilingus, okay? Mike Contellus. Contellus. Who do yeah. you think had Maria's baby? Mike. They're going to say somebody else. It's going to be it's going to be Mark Henry. It's like, yes, I want Becky Lynch to impregnate me because she's the man. <laughs> I don't understand why people were giving that so much shit. That thing was, it was, it was so, it was such Paul Heyman booking. And isn't that what people wanted? And now they have it, they're like, oh, God, this is horrible. We love, <laughs> we, we have much fonder memories of this. It's like, we don't remember when Kimona and Bueller or whatever had their lesbian angle. <laughs> you know, if, I they were to, if they were to do that right now, they'd be like, "What is this bullshit? We just want good wrestling." Luke Harper's pending return because apparently 
he's what what is what is your opinion on that because what what would they what would they where would he need to go outside of just being a random guy that shows up it's like okay we have somebody else that can lose to Braun Strowman or whatever I, I think he's one of the best big men they have in the business he is one of the best big men but that doesn't matter because they don't give a shit about that yes, he doesn't just, speak southern but um, I think he will go back to Rollins and continue the tag team mode. He would go back to Rollins? Rollins, Rollins. Rowan. Rowan. Eric Rowan. Yeah, Rowan. I said Rollins. Uh, they do not need to make the Bludgeon Brothers. No, I think to put in the whole Daniel Bryant bringing them around? No. No sense leaving one stable just for another. They need to do something with them. But they or could just be, let them go. They could be like the elite beard crew. The fact, mm-hmm. honestly though, they're not going to do anything with him because they only extended his contract out of spite. So you're saying he's just going to sit at home? He's just going to sit at home. You know what he needs to They do? already said on social media that he's coming back soon. Yeah, he's coming back soon with what, what, for live events? An occasional match or main event? They're not going to do anything with him. He's going to have matches will. against the main event muscle men. But, dude, you don't know what Heyman and... Bischoff having got over. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Vince still gets final set. But, you don't know. We'll find out. I'm not going to do anything. Dude, look. They pushed one of the tag teams they were talking about leaving. And look at them. Yeah, just to make them happy. They didn't put a belt. They didn't put a belt on Luke Harper. They said, okay, you're still not going to be on TV. We're still not doing shit with you. I, I think it disagree. Vince, Vince doesn't like him. He just doesn't like him. Dude, Vince didn't like Matt Hardy. Vince didn't like Christian. Vince he didn't still, like... He still doesn't like them. They did really well because it's Matt Hardy and Christian. Exactly. They can they can rise above Vince's hate. Yeah. If you make, um, I think if you make Zach Ryder's of, not on this list either. If you make enough of a profit, it doesn't matter how Vince feels about you. Vince doesn't like a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know I mean, Luke Harper's good. He's really good, but I wouldn't put him in the same category as Christian or Matt Hardy. And that's not no, even a I, knock on him. That's just I they're just you, that they're that good as far as being able to. I thought I think of him as more of a Bruiser Brody type guy. He, he, yes, he has many similarities to him, but. Nobody's going to say, oh, we remember Luke Harper in the same vein as Bruce and Brody. They're going to see Luke Harper as a guy that's like, yeah, you know, he's a guy that could have been big, but they just didn't bother with him. So His big moment was when he won the IC title and then it was forgotten about because he lost it just as fast. So. I was hyped for that. Yeah, it was great when it happened, and then when he lost it, he was like, what the fuck? But, you know, there was <laughs> nobody more pissed off about that than he was. Independent news. We got David Arquette. What was the thing that you were talking about with him? David Arquette is going to have a tag team match against Jerry Lawler. That's good. Is Lawler going to bust out the pile driver? Why not? I think David Arquette versus Jerry Lawler would be a classic match. It would be like an old um, Andy Kaufman versus Jerry Lawler. That would be cool. You know... David Arquette's awesome. My God, the hard punch. What is it? Like, David Arquette, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what's next? 
big cast cut of interview at an indie show recently where he was basically talking about I don't remember exactly how it went, but he he made mention of like yeah, you know, these people that were counting me out and saying that I was done and then I had and then he bought up when he had his seizure at the he, he said like I had my seizure at the ECW arena and like people were like, you know, oh, I wish you were dead and oh I mean, as much as you want to, as much as we would like to imagine that he was probably exaggerating, there probably was plenty of people that were wishing that because people are fucked up like that. I so, wasn't wishing that. It I, was. Um, I it wouldn't was, wish death on any of my worst enemies, except for Enzo. Nah, I you nah, not nah, lately. You you said that Enzo's cool, so. No, nah, like but, outside, like outside of like when I saw him, he was really cool with the kids, so. Yes. Turn, turn, turn. <laughs> I don't Shawn, want to look at that. So Shawn Michaels has a movie um, a that came out. The Avengers, I think. But it get, it's like this weird Hulk Yoda looking thing. That's what he is. He was Hulk Yoda. It's like Star Wars and the Avengers put together. So it's like Meatballs meets the Avengers. Did he Did he have his lazy eyes <laughs> I mean, CGI'd out? I don't know. I... I, I they need, they need to get some CGI and give them a straight eye. <laughs> so, it's just... I looked it up before I looked at it. I was like, should I buy this? And I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. And I'm like... Mm. It's got to be better than the Bret Hart movie. I don't know. This movie got a 2.0. 2 out of 10. So, I'm afraid to watch it. That's four points higher than the Bret movie got <laughs> Oh, did he get a one? I'm pretty sure it got negative stars. <laughs> negative stars. But that's what it is. I'm like, uh, what should I do? All right, let's fast forward this. Raw, the Raw reunion next week, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Santino. They're they are... looking forward to seeing Hogan. Fuck that. Just Austin and Can Santino. You like... And your favorite wrestler. If Hogan pops up Paul on my Hogan. TV screen, I'm fucking turning it off. No, you won't. Yes, I will. No, you won't. Yes, I will. Why? I don't care about Hulk Hogan. Why don't you care about Hulk Hogan? And all the Hulkamaniacs. Do you care about the Hulkamaniacs? Do you care about the fans? Fuck the fans. <gasps> oh! Wait, wait, wait. Did you steal my gimmick? Are you turning it to DB? Fuck the Hulkamaniacs. Fuck the Hulkamaniacs? Ah. Uh. Okay, I've never been a Hulkamaniac. I was more of a Canaanite than a Hulkamaniac. Well, Canaanites are awesome. <laughs> hey, without Hulk Hogan, we wouldn't have had that awesome Kane moment, because that was hilarious. Yeah, you know, if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, we wouldn't have a lot of things. We wouldn't have WrestleMania. We would have something else. My, my whole question is, like, I was sitting in the car with a dude. I was like, dude, what if, um... Yeah, you know what, what if, we would have had? Start what if um, the South never <laughs> lost? What if the South won? We're talking about Hulk Hogan. We're not hold talking on, about hold racism. On. Oh. Hold, <laughs> up. hold up, hold up, hold I up. I get what you did there. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Are you asking what would happen if the South won? What if... I wouldn't be in this room right now. Hold up. We would find a way. We gotta have our host. <laughs> what if Hitler never lost? Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. We're and not, all this stuff we're not, meant. We're not getting into this. I think that's this. the cue to wrap this up. We're not no, getting like, into this. No, Why I'm do you just, want to talk about wrong this? Wrong podcast but, show. But, like, what if Hulk Hogan Conspiracy never... Conspiracy Nuts Anonymous is next door. 
Hold up. What if Hulk Hogan never body slammed Andre the Giant? Then it would be Ultimate Warrior. It would have been somebody else that would have been Hulk Hogan's shoes. But it would have been different. What if Bret Hart never got screwed? What if... This is like you want a par- you want a parallel universe. The all time best parallel universe question is: What happens if Jake the Snake never popularized the DDT? Then you would see Tommy Dreamer at the ECW arena, Gorilla Press slamming somebody, going EC fucking W. Dude, yeah. What if ECW never started? Then we won't have entitled fans saying you fucked up. What if? And I'm- that would make you happy. See. <laughs> and you love, and you're like, oh, Dude, we need to have all these shows at Philadelphia. So, the most obnoxious fans in the world. So when I was talking to the dude in my car for that ride to the airport, I was like, kaboom, what the hell? Is your mind blown? My mind was blown for a minute. Because every like, single time we go over anything and I try to discuss things, like two minutes into the conversation, you're like, you're giving me a headache. But like at that moment, I'm like, wow. Life would suck. Life would suck if it... Life would suck if there was no Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it wasn't for things that happened... Because it's not like Ric Flair didn't exist, right? <laughs> I was if, a WCW guy anyway, so it doesn't What if Ric really Flair? Matter. What if Ric Flair never been 16, what 17, never 15 times? What if Ric Flair didn't survive the plane crash? Then we would have had somebody else in this position. But, like, who... What would have been the... Like, it's just What crazy. if Ripley never got on the plane? What happens if we didn't have the curtain call? Then we would have never had Austin 316. Thank you, Click. See, that's why I'm like... Dude. Don't think about this stuff too much. You'll shit your pants. And yeah. we don't want you to pull the pill, man. So... So what's next? My mind just blown. That's it. We got our interview schedule to go over. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So, thanks for the, giving the heads up. So, these schedules are like my favorite things in the world, you know what I mean? What do we got next week in we, his debut? His debut. I like to call him the greatest showman, Greg Spitz. But, like, all oh, the history of Greg Spitz, man. Did he ever explain why his last name is Spitz? We can ask him. Be like, dude, I mean, was okay. is, was that a running gag and you just kind of went with it? Hey, we'll find out. We can ask him anything we want on Instagram. It's like, why was your name Greg Spitz? Because it sounds <laughs> slightly <laughs> less homoerotic than Tommy <laughs> Swallows. So, I, I, we just did Killing McMurphy. That was an awesome interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you haven't checked out, check out um, everybody we did. I think everybody that came on did an excellent job. You know what I mean? I haven't had any... Even Devin Moore, who was high the entire time. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Um, and then July 28th, we got violence. Who else do we got? We got violence. Um, he goes um, on Josh Adams. And then we got August 4th, Monster Factory owner Danny Cage. Yes, the guy that trained Matt Riddle and others. And then we'll move on to August 18th when we get the Ethan Essex. 
He was trained by Scott Hall. Um, August 25th, I'm going to see him on the 20th to see him keep the hybrid title at H2O, Chuck Payne. Man, he's a monster. And then we got Mr. WrestleMania himself, Ike Phillips. He was at WrestleMania this year. Joe mentioned something on your post. Oh, what? He said, it's not DB grading wrestling pay previews. Did, did I put previews? Yeah, see, uh, spell checker is your best friend. Uh, yeah. It's pay per view. Yeah, I can fix that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, pay preview. The fuck? You watching movie trailers? <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Um, Thank you. September 8th, um. Oh, nothing yet. Um, I'm trying to get ruckus. Um, September 22nd, we got Sean Carr. September 29th, we got AJ Pan. And we got October 30th, um, Helter Skelter. Awesome. Just in time for Halloween. Oh, <clears throat> So, that's a Wednesday, so we're, we're pushing it up just to be close to that. We got a few plugs to get out of the way, like, as far as uh, following us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter. We also have our Facebook page, The Insecurity. Pro Wrestling Discussions, and if you're on there, you could also do a Fantasy League, which is currently in Season 4, I think, or Season 3. What's that? Four. Season 4, and, and next year we're planning on doing a revamp of the league. And yeah, we're supposed to get a group of guys together to do everything. Yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're still working on that. We also have... Um, we're currently looking for anybody who's interested in doing weekly show recaps. Anybody who can, anybody who's good with social media wants to help us out. Uh, if there's any feedback you want to give us, any criticisms or compliments, feel free to. We're very P -E -R, open. P-E-R, right? P. Oh. Why do I have to tell you how to say? <laughs> can we get this man a spell checker? Because apparently his phone doesn't have it. Pay per view. Yeah, per. P-E-R, right? Yeah. P-P-V, damn it. Like Mr. P-P-V. Okay. Jesus. Damn. Okay, it's fixed. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You see, we are very open as far as things that we need to work on. I need to work on thinking about things less. He needs to work on thinking about things more. You need to talk more. <laughs> like, uh, get off your phone. It sounds like so much work. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah, we haven't heard you all night. God, what do you mean? Word. haven't heard me yeah, all night. He's, 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 he's talking he, he was times. sleeping the whole time. But it's the couch. It's comfortable. He's unheated because something is blocking the fan. Well, I mean, you just gotta... Uh, it's moving! No, you just gotta suck in your stomach a little bit. There you go, see? You got, you got that breeze now? <laughs> God damn. Dude, you got we the always... nice comfy chair. You wanna switch? You got the fan. I got Shut the fan, up. you got the chair. We always have this part of the show when we do the shout-outs and we always go down a list, but in this case, we're gonna say thank you to everybody who's been supporting us in one form or another, whether it be through... Joe. Following us on social media, um, tagging us on Twitter, the people that do it, you know who you are. Um, is See, there anything that you want to add to that before we wrap See, things look, up? See, look, I get a good grade to AEW. 
Yes, you do. You see, he 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 likes to he likes to hook people up. Any anything to conclude with before we go? Man, nah. I think you basically hit it on nail on the head. Yep. So next I week, only think PMW so many times, but <laughs> so yeah, we got our interview. Still, you're undefeated. Oh, who cares? Still, you're reigning, defending. Nobody cares. WC MOC champion. Nobody cares. It's because MOC we had not, because we had a non-title match, and you couldn't make me tap out that match. And we were gonna have a match tonight, but it's going on twelve, so oh we'll get to twelve. Yeah. Oh shit! Uh, there goes mine. Yeah, because we're running this like a WWE pay per view. It goes too long. So okay. next week we got an interview, and we also have a regular show. We will see you next week. See you next week. Night, everybody.